Welcome to Aligned and Soulful Leadership. My name is Kavita Milwani, and I empower soulful, multicultural women of color to opulently shine their light without the hustle. I truly believe you can fulfill your soul's desire without losing yourself, your health, or your life in the process. I know that you can ignite your confidence and know your worth all while walking your divine, unique path. So in this podcast, I will dive deep into topics, challenges, and blocks that women of color experience as they rise up into their aligned life and work. My deep desire is that BIPOC women can lead through their inner wisdom in a way that honors their soul. Are you ready to rise up? as the leader you were born to be, then this podcast is for you. Hello, everyone. This is Kavita Melwani with Aligned and Soulful. And today I wanted to come and talk to you about affinity bias and how it impacts women of color in leadership. And even if you're not a woman of color, if you are in a leadership position or just a leader in your life, this would apply to you. Um, And so today is also International Women's Day. And the theme is uh, break the bias. And this is the symbol like break the bias. So if you are celebrating and you're a woman, happy International Women's Day, you may have heard that we have these biases that are unconscious. And so when you have these unconscious biases, they impact your behavior without you even realizing you are behaving in a certain way. Um, that is, that is, you know, can, sh- can impact how you show up with others, how you show up in relationships and how you show up at work. Okay. And so when you are aware of these biases, when you bring these biases into your consciousness and, um, and then you can start to notice this in yourself, then you have the ability to change it. You have the ability to act differently. And, um, but as long as it stays in your unconscious, as long as it stays there, it's just going to impact your behavior without you even being aware of it. Um, so today I'm focusing on something called affinity bias. So you may or may not know what affinity bias is. So I'm going to start by explaining what that is. I'll also talk about how this may be impacting you in your life and what you can do about it and um, how it impacts leadership. Okay, so that's what I'm going to talk about today. Affinity bias is exactly what it sounds like. It means that we are kind of like attracted to or gravitate towards people that are like ourselves. So this can be people that look like us people that have similar beliefs as we do. Maybe they have similar background to us. Um, And we may even, uh, without realizing it, avoid people that are um, different from us, right? And so this is a bias that happens um, unconsciously. So just take a moment now and think about maybe some times where um, you have felt that sense of like, oh, I, we walk into a room 
right? So imagine yourself walking into a room and I know you, some of you may have not done that recently. Um, but you walk into a room and where do you go? Where do you go sit if there's tables set up, right? Imagine that there's tables set up, they're round tables. It's maybe um, a work event or a networking event. And so there are tables set up and how do you decide where to sit? Right. So I know, you know, some of you, I know for myself, I will go and um, follow my intuitive guidance. Right. And I will say, well, like, you know, I'll ask to be led to where to sit. And that's how I choose where to sit. But that's, you know, that's an intention. Right. So I'm setting that intention. So it impacts how I actually sit and where I sit. Okay. So, but what do you do when, um, you go into a room. How do you decide where to go? And yes, so yes, someone says, I gravitate towards the back of the room, right? So some of you, it's like, well, what's comfortable? I don't wanna be in the front. I don't wanna be in the front of the room, right? And so sometimes being in the back is more comfortable because you're right away from that. And that actually is probably some conditioning too of what you've experienced. Uh, maybe you experienced uh, being in the front is like putting you on the spot or the spotlight and that feels uncomfortable okay and for many people the the first thing they'll do when they walk into a room like that is they will want to go sit with someone that they know right and so you look around is there someone that i know at least let me go sit with them okay and if you it's a room where you don't know anybody you may decide to choose based on what you see right? So, oh, there's someone that looks similar to me, right? And you, this may not even be conscious, right? So that feels comfortable to sit next to them. Now, this may be because of the, they look like the similar age to you. Maybe they look similar to you in how you're dressed that day. And sometimes it is because of their gender and their race or their identity, right? And so the sense of like, oh, you know, I may walk into a room and say, oh, there's another uh, brown person, right? And so let me just go sit next to them because that feels more comfortable for me. And so this bias seems harmless, like if you're going into a room and you're deciding where to sit, okay? The challenges here are if this is impacting our behavior and who we're attracted to and gravitating towards, then this is going to impact who you choose to talk to at work, um, who you choo choose to talk to if you're a business owner. This is going to choose uh, impact how you, who you choose to hire, who you choose to promote, okay? And so who, do you, who are the people that you decide, you know, in the days when we could do happy hour, which, you know, we'll be coming back, I'm sure, um, or meeting for coffee or even as like a virtual meeting. How are you picking the people that you want to reach out to and connect with, right? It just, you know, sometimes we just say, oh, it's just that I felt a connection to them, right? And sometimes that's the case. But why do you feel the connection to them, right? Ask yourself, why do I feel connected to that person? Is it, can I consciously pick someone that maybe is outside my comfort zone to connect with instead? as well. I'm not telling you not to connect with people that you're comfortable with, but how often are you choosing who to interact with, who to hire, all those things, 
based on what feels right and what feels comfortable, right? And sometimes these feelings can come from the conditioning. And so I'm going to ask you to really be honest with yourself right now and look back, right? Look back to the last, you know, few years, if you like, few months, um, into any kind of event that you've gone to, whether it's virtual or in person, and just notice, even if you can visualize yourself, what did you do, right? What did you do? How did you behave, okay? So, you know, when you start to notice, then you can start to change it, okay? And so these biases, the affinity bias um, can also cause this, um, you know, you to behave in a way with microaggressions, okay? And so because we have biases, that's how our brain functions, right? Our brain is going to categorize things that happen, um, people, everything that we see, take in, in order for us to process things quickly. And so part of that is this affinity bias, right? So what we're familiar with, and it may not be someone that looks like you, maybe people that you're used to because you grew up with people that looked a certain way, right? And behaved a certain way. So, um, you know, and then these biases may impact what we, how we see people, right? And so, you know, a microaggression is defined as a comment or action that demeans or diminish someone based on their gender, race, or identity, right? So, um, you know, what are some comments that you may have heard, even if it's not you saying them? What are some thoughts you've had about someone else? You know, one of the things that I hear a lot from my clients is that, you know, they're women, they're women of color, and they were often taught that they shouldn't stand out, right? They can't be too loud because there's all these things that, um, these perceptions that happen when women are loud and, you know, women of color are varied as well. And so depending what your background is, there's different beliefs that, that people have that are unconscious a lot of the time, right? So often when, um, you know, an Asian woman will speak up, it feels like out of character from the stereotype um, that's going on. So she may be seen as aggressive or, you know, maybe there's the perception that, oh, because she's Asian, she'll just work hard and we won't invite her to happy hour because she probably doesn't like to go out, right? And so, so these kind of things of leaving out could also be a way to, 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 to kind of demean them in a way, to diminish them, to make them less important, less worthy, right? Um, so even just making comments about, oh, that person, you know, behaved a certain way and that was out of not what I expected from them because of their race, okay? So these are the things that you may not even realize, but I'm asking you to take a look at this because when you take a look at this, when you're willing to take responsibility for your own behavior and choose differently and be a model, and when you're in leadership, then you, you can influence others, okay? And now on the flip side of this, if you're a woman and even not a woman, but a person of color, whatever, as a human being, have you ever been at an event or a meeting and felt left out? Okay, I hear from women, I have clients that are in tech, 
And these women often feel like, you know, there's a sense of it's a male dominant profession and they have to behave a certain way to be taken seriously or often are left out of the meetings, the after work meetings, right? That people have the socializing and some oftentimes things, a lot of things happen at these social events. And so if you're left out of that, in a way that's holding you back. Okay. And sometimes, you know, when they asked why they were left out, uh, they were told things like, we thought you wouldn't be interested, or um, we assumed that you would be with your family, you know, all these things, right? So it's not even giving a person the opportunity. Um, and so take this either even further, have you experienced um, this feeling of kind of being passed over because of a cultural fit. Okay. So this is often something that's said, right? Oh, they don't fit into the culture of the company. So that's why we won't, don't want to hire this person. Um, or they don't fit into the culture of our organization and leadership. So I don't think they're a good fit to be promoted. Okay. So if that's true, and you actually are clear about defining what is the culture of your organization. And, um, you know, it's certain things like a person that um, shows up on time, you know, like, that's a very simple thing, but maybe some some actually clear, definable uh, metrics, right, that these are the things that I look for. And, you know, they don't fit the culture, because they don't, they don't do these things, right? versus just the idea, oh, they don't feel like a cultural fit, that could very, very much be from your own affinity bias, okay? So looking back, have you experienced that or even been a decision maker that decided that someone wasn't a cultural fit, okay? And if so, really ask yourself, honestly, were they not a cultural fit truly? Or what, or was it that I just didn't feel comfortable because I'm unfamiliar with that person? Okay, so um, these are the things to start to look at, right? When we are, if we're really open to changing, to changing this behavior. And so going even further into this is, um, you know, in my own background as a business owner, there have been many times where even in my family, uh, you know, extended family, that uh, there were conversations about business that I was not included in because I am a woman, right? And so the, the conversations are meant to be for men and men talk about business and women talk about, you can fill in the blank, I don't even want to go there right now. Right. So that idea that in, you know, not being part of those conversations, there's so much that's learned, forget the opportunities that are given. There's also a lot that's learned in those conversations. And so to be left out of that creates a, a separation and it creates a disparity in, in the women and men. Right. And so in the same part of being part of a culture, like a more of a patriarchal culture, how has being, you know, in any culture that is predominantly of one gender or one race, how does that impact, right? Well, who's brought in? Who's part of the conversation? Who's included in the conversation? Okay. 
Um, also think of times like, you know, I use the example of going into a room. If you think of a table, the round tables, and you, who do you decide who to sit with? Who do you decide to connect with afterwards? And who do you decide to stay connected to afterwards? Okay. And so I'll tell you coming from my point of view as a first generation American, and um, I felt this in situations on both ends. So when I've in the past socialized with people, I'm of Indian descent, you know, socialized with people that have recently arrived from India into the country and often felt like I didn't belong completely. And sometimes it was my own, right? I'll take responsibility for my own self feeling not connected and, and that's my own bias. And sometimes it was their biases, right? That kind of left me out thinking that I wouldn't understand or even you know, there's something simple like using um, a mix of two languages, right? Like uh, English and whatever language uh, from your country of origin. So in that place, they would mix Hindi, Hindi and English. And sometimes I don't, I don't really speak Hindi. I understand a little bit of Hindi. Um, and so that kind of is a way to leave people out um, and without even thinking about it, right? Without thinking about that. So it's comfortable to speak this way. So I'm just going to speak this way. And then over time, I wouldn't want to be there because I wouldn't feel like I fit in. Okay. So that's, that's um, one thing that can happen. And for me being the first generation that happens on the other end too, because, you know, in the greater culture, sometimes I don't feel like I fit in because and, you know, there's some nuances that I didn't grow up with. There's some things that people talk about that we didn't talk about in my household, right? And so that, that kind of sense of like, where do I belong here? Uh, where is my affinity, right? Like, where do I belong? And so that, that and there are so many people like that, right? Um, I love, uh, Charlotte says, it sounds like my family growing up. Yes, like being left out, right? And so the key, the key point here is that you can change this. This is all our conditioning. This is all how we've been um, kind of trained to behave and you can choose differently. Okay. And to summarize some things that can be impacted that I've talked about is one, it can impact the people you socialize with. And if we socialize with only the people that are similar to us, we're, we're leaving out so much. There's so many things that we can learn. There's so many things that, you know, different uh, cultural traditions. And the, it, there's so much out there. And if we're limiting to just what's familiar to us, then that is closing ourselves off from a lot, right? So the second thing, it can impact who you network with, whether you have your own business or you're in a corporate environment, who do you spend that extra time with, right? Who do you invite out for uh, tea, coffee, walk, whatever, happy hour, right? And, and who do you choose to meet outside work and build relationships with? That's impacted. It impacts, is, impacts who's hired, um, with, you know, even as a contractor, if you have your own business, if you're hiring contractors, it can impact who you promote in environments. Um, and this is one thing I haven't said yet, but it can also impact clients and customers. Okay. So think about this. If you work 
with people in some way, shape or form and with clients or customers, and you're showing up with this affinity bias, unconscious affinity bias, what do you think could happen when you're working with customers? Well, what can happen is, I'll tell you, uh, some of what could happen is that you don't feel connected to the customer and they don't feel connected to you, right? They may have their own biases, right? And so if you, especially if you're in kind of a sales type um, environment, you know that one of the key things is to create connection and rapport with the person. And one of the ways that you can do that is through commonalities. And so sometimes it's easier if there's someone that's similar to us to figure out what those commonalities are. And so then guess what? So we gravitate towards in the room, right? Which customers do we gravitate towards? Which clients do we gravitate towards? So what if you open that up? What if you opened up to more than what your initial reaction is and start to say, well, I'm going to show up and I'm going to be open to what connections I can find with the people in this room and maybe even challenge yourself to go up to someone that's outside your comfort zone, right? And to start a conversation and you will start to see that you actually have more in common with people than you think. We have more in common with the people around us. Um, it doesn't have to be with the gender race. You know, we, as human beings, we want similar things for ourselves, right? If you have children, you want them to be happy and successful. If, you know, you want your family to be healthy, you want to, to have your own purpose on a daily basis, to have your own success. You want to have friends. We want to have joy. I mean, those things are common in all of us as human beings, and so if we can connect with people at that level on the basically their humanity, there's so much more. There's so much richness to be had with life. And it also can create opportunity for a lot of us and more equal opportunity. Okay. So I'm going to challenge you to, to move past these, this affinity bias. Okay, and um, look at the, all the things that I've talked about. Um, and because as a leader, you set the tone and you have the ability to make these changes. And you can start in looking around you and see who you surround yourself with. And you can take steps to change that if you like. Um, and this can be in your, in your social life as well as your professional life. Okay, and so... If you can be part of the conversation to create this, this more level playing field to give everyone opportunities, in the end, we're all going to benefit. Okay? Because coming up with the solutions for the challenges that we face as a world needs to involve the voices. You know, excluding certain voices is not going to help us. It hasn't been working so far, right? And so it, you know, this uh, opening up the conversation is so important. And so some of the ways that you can do that is to speak up, to be the, the example by going and reaching out in front of others. If you're in a meeting and someone's not considered not a cultural fit, ask questions, ask why they're not a cultural fit, what makes them not a cultural fit, what makes this person a cultural fit, 
right? And, you know, have some measurable standards for promotion, for hiring um, versus that kind of like, that just feels like a good fit. Okay. And so those are the, some of the things that we can do as leaders. You have the ability to change and break the bias. Take good care. Thank you for joining me for Aligned and Soulful Leadership. I was inspired to start this podcast as a way to empower women of color to rise up into their aligned leadership. Remember, I will have all the resources I mentioned during this episode available in the show notes at alignedandsoulfulpodcast.com. I'm your host, Kavita. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please tell your friends. And if you haven't received my free abundance meditation and exercise, then go to alignedandsoulfulleadership.com and subscribe to my newsletter and you will receive this powerful visualization and exercise to ignite your abundant life. Thank you. Until next time, take good care. Bye.